Hello, and welcome to a somewhat special episode of Talkin' Anime. Uh, I am your host, Sky, and I will I will be alone today uh, due to some circumstances. Uh, me and Mitch are recording separately, but that's not going to stop me from trying to have a bit of fun with this episode for you guys. So... First of all, uh, I want to I want to get started by giving some shout outs to the uh, people that recently joined the Discord this week. Um, we had a mass amount of people hop over from the uh, <laughs> Anime Bros Discord all at once. I want to give a shout out to a rookie, as well as Wilhelm of Retallica and Sam from Facebook. Thank you guys for uh, hopping on over. It's uh, great to have you. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to do for this, you know. Um, first of all, uh, because it's a solo episode, it's kind of giving an idea of the type of content that you can receive uh, for if you support us on Patreon. So because of that, I don't really want to spend too much time, you know, shouting out the 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 plugs and stuff. But I'm I'm gonna give give a little bit of that. Let's start with the Patreon, right? There's a $1 tier and a $5 tier currently. 50% of all of the income we receive from that after um, after we do a little bit of upgrading, uh, it, it goes to a charity. Now, the uh, $5 tier, uh, we, we do have a supporter right now, and that is Mello. Uh, let's also give a shout-out to Mello. Thank you, Mello, for supporting us on Patreon. It's... It's it's you know it's super great to just just to do our thing something that we love doing and have someone basically being like here I love what you guys are doing have a little bit of cash it makes us feel happy inside so thank you and another way to support us is coffee which is um for Patreon is a monthly thing you can, if you support us on coffee it's it's basically just a tip jar just here you go like what you're doing have a little bit of cash one time donation thing so if you want to support us with your hard earned cash only if you can just hop over to Patreon or coffee and um <laughs> hit us up if you feel like it um and then the last thing is anchor.fm which is i'm sure you've heard about it everyone talks about it because I mean, why wouldn't they? It's it's Anchor. It's amazing. Um, yeah, Anchor.fm. It, they will distribute podcasts for you. If you um, if you're interested in getting into podcasting, you can sign up to Anchor.fm for free. Ah, I mean, who doesn't love free stuff? So you sign up for free, and they will you you can record on there, or you can just upload your podcast to it, and it will distribute the podcast to all platforms for you so it's i don't know why if you're interested in podcasting go do that it will you will not regret it so there you go that's patreon coffee and anchor uh support us on patreon and coffee if you have monetary support that you'd like to give us and uh hit up coffee if you no not coffee sorry hit up anchor if you are interested in starting your own podcast you won't regret it sorry i got myself a little red bull here to Give me the boost I need to get through. All right. So, because I'm doing this alone, and I'm afraid that it will be an extremely short episode with me just talking to myself, I went to the Discord. Oh, hit us up on Discord, by the way. I try to stay as active as I can with my job. And, uh, yeah, just uh, just go to the... The Discord will be... The link to the Discord will be in the show notes if you just hop in there and uh, hit me up. I'd be glad to talk about 
really anything as long as I've got the time to say hey for a bit. So I went to the Discord and I asked for some fan questions because, I don't know, since it's not me and Mitch bouncing off each other, I figured I would bounce off you guys, you know, get the listeners involved a little bit. So I've got some questions to answer before we go into the discussion that I really want to have a little bit, which will probably not be interesting to most of you, but I I hope you'll stick around anyways. So uh, we have Slowball Kohler. He, um, He decided to hit me up with a bunch of questions. I'm not sure I'll answer all of them, but uh, I'll answer the ones that seem the most interesting. Uh, the first thing that he said is, "What is an what is an anime? Sorry, what in an anime is the number one thing to make you drop it?" Hmm, I feel like I am the perfect person to answer this question, considering my track record. I hmm. <laughs> okay, so really, I'd say if it's boring, right? Like anime is a form of entertainment, so if it's not entertaining me then I feel like it's failing so uh, I guess we can hop back on to we can hop back on over to last week where I had said that uh, (laughs) with One Piece I already got a lot of shit for this last week but let's let's just keep the train rolling I guess so uh, like I had said with One Piece that really the only thing keeping me going was the characters but the characters were strong enough to keep me going so I so I didn't drop it I mean, I have it on hold, but, um, so I think as long as a story like an anime has one thing that stands out enough to keep me interested, I will continue going with it until that one thing is no longer strong enough. So I've watched through stuff that I only like one thing, like only like the characters, only like this aspect of the storytelling, but as long as that one thing is strong enough, I won't drop it. So I'd say, really, the number one thing that will make me drop an anime is if it is just overall uninteresting. If nothing stands out enough above the rest to make me want to continue watching it. So thank you, Slowball Kohler, for the question. Now I'll come back to a couple of yours in a bit. I have a question from a rookie that says, What makes a good isekai? Ooh, that's... It really depends on what you're looking for in an isekai, right? See, my favorite things... Like, one of the reasons why I love fantasy um, is world building. I find it so interesting to see in-depth like world building. Like, how, how the world is constructed. And, like, seeing a, a world that is so obviously not our own just come alive come alive on a, on a screen that is like making me believe that it could exist outside of where I am, right? So that's what, that's one of the reasons why I love fantasy because it gives you a whole different perspective of another universe that these people are living in. And I think isekai gives us a really good like it's a really good way to do world building if you do it right because it takes a character who is as unfamiliar with the world as you are, puts them into it, and then gets to explain everything to that character in a way that we can understand it without it seeming strange, you know? Um, so I think what makes a good isekai is when the story is being told around this fantasy world 
that the character is brought into, because um, most of the time it's fantasy, and when it just doesn't feel like straight pandering, I'd say a good example is Log Horizon for this, and we'll go in, uh, we will go more in depth about Log Horizon on a future episode when we talk about it. But in Log Horizon, all of these people who are transported into the game world, this fantasy world that is like very much the game that they played, they they are familiar somewhat with the world that they are in because they played the game. But now this 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 game world that they had spent so much time in before has become real. So it has real elements of like real life that they have now a hurdle that they have to deal with. And it's really interesting to see these characters who kind of know what they're getting into, but not really uh, dealing with, oh, the game mechanics affect real life, but not so much that they can rely on them like they would if they were just playing a video game. Like uh, some uh, in Log Horizon, right? There's there's a way that you can make food in the in in the interface, but whenever they do it, it tastes like it's just like purple mush with no flavor. So they just are eating just every time they eat, they're they're just eating basically just garbage, right? And then it, it takes several episodes, but while while the while it goes through at the beginning of the story, you see these characters really just like <laughs> suffering to. To just to try to make food that actually tastes good, even when they make it and it looks like real food, it still tastes so bad. Until you discover there is a way to make good tasting food, and that is by someone with the chef class, meaning they still have to have the class in that world that they're in, but they still have to make it like they would make real food. So it's a beautiful combination of the elements of the game tied with real world ways of doing things that really just make you think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You have to be a chef in order to make food, but you have to do it in the way that you would make food in real life, not just clicking buttons on a screen. So it's fascinating, and that is only one reason why I love Log Horizon. But I'd say what makes a good isekai is being able to do the world building in such a fascinating way that takes elements of like real life and fantasy along with just what happens if these people unfamiliar with the world have to interact with it and it would always be in a way that is different from how the people that were born there will interact with the world. So thank you, Aroki. Okay, next question is, oh, again from Slowball Color. He says, he wants us to make our perfect waifu. <laughs> he says, take pieces of all your favorite waifus and just kind of compile them together to be the perfect. Now, here's the thing. I, I think that's a little bit too boring, right? Just making the perfect waifu from, like, the things that I like because, I, I don't know, That's it, it's not spicy enough. And I like my stuff spicy. I like my shit spicy. So, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to my top five favorite waifus of all time and I'm not going to be like oh here's a small element of the personality I'm just going to take the most obvious absurd things about them and just compile that into just one mass of a disgusting weird waifu being and that is my perfect waifu so first of all she has to be a lolly because 
we're not going to talk about it, but most of mine end up being being lollies. Okay, so she has to be a lolly. She her, she has to have a fake leg and a fake eyeball. She's a ninja. She uses a lot of scissors for some reason. And she goes to high school. And she can breathe underwater. Okay, so 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 this is what she is, right? She's she's this perfect mass of a lolly high schooler ninja who can breathe underwater <laughs> with a fake eyeball and a fake leg who <laughs> uses a lot of scissors in a fantasy world <laughs> to help yokai. That is my perfect wife. <laughs> Um, thank you for coming to my TED Talk about making the perfect waifu that is a disgusting mess of everything. So, there you go, Slowball Kohler. That is, that is the perfect waifu for Sky Kazakame. The, whatever it was that I just said. There you go. If if you want to make me a perfect waifu, you have all the components you need right, <laughs> right there. Okay, uh, let's move on to, um to a question from Detective Neckbeard. Um, he says, what's your favorite soundtrack? Now, I love this question. Not because it's hard or deep or anything, but because it is so easy for me to answer. There is one anime that instantly I it comes to mind when I think of a favorite soundtrack. So before I before I say it, I want to say there's there's like two ways, two main ways that you can go about making a really good soundtrack, right? There is the first one is just make really good music. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory, but um, that that's just one way you can do. It. You can just make good music and then put it in the show, and it'll work most of the time, depending on what depending on what type of show it is, right? Um, a good example of that is a show that's airing right now, which is Horimiya. Um, every time, like, certain songs come on in the background, I'm just, like, taken aback. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I like that. Ooh, that works. It's good. It's just good, just good music, right? And then the other way that you can go about it is atmospheric, right? Going about with just using music that gives a, like, basically shows the atmosphere that you're trying to like, portray from the show, like, um, I don't know, fairy tale, I've not seen anything of fairy tale, maybe, like, something episodes, but, uh, there's, like, bagpipes that are used in the soundtrack in fairy tale, and it really, just, like, when the bagpipes kick in, you're just, like, oh, I get it, I get the atmosphere that is being portrayed to me through the music in this fantasy world, right, if that's just an example that came to my head, so, there's good music, and then there's atmospheric music, or the best of both worlds combine the two just make really good songs that people want to listen to when they're not watching the show that do a perfect job of just portraying the atmosphere of the show and that is made in abyss made in abyss probably has my favorite soundtrack of all time in anime movies video games you name it i li- i have 
like m- more than half of the songs from the soundtrack just in my library on Apple Music that when they come on I just listen to them because they're that good and they portray the atmosphere of the world of Maiden Abyss so perfectly and they're always put at the perfect times. Kevin Penkin is the composer and he is a masterful composer. He also did the did the music for Tower of God and a couple other anime and he just really knows, like when he, yeah, he also did a uh, Shield Hero, right? When whenever he gets, uh, like, to do the music for an anime, he just somehow knows instantly how exactly how he needs to compose the songs to fit with the show that he is that he's working on, and oh, I love him for it, man. Made in Abyss is definitely my favorite soundtrack. So thank you, Detective Neckbeard, for the question. Let's go on back over to Slowball Kohler with uh, with another question. Let's see. He says, what is the anime you're most looking forward to starting? <clears throat> you know, the thing is, <laughs> I've been watching anime pretty consistently for the past five years or so. Um, so if I'm really interested in it, it's likely that I've already started it, <laughs> uh, unless I don't have access to it, um, like a Netflix show that's that like being delayed or a movie that hasn't come over yet from the from Japan. Um, you know what? I'm gonna cheat and I'm not gonna give you a specific answer. I'm just gonna say the anime that I'm most looking forward to starting is the next one that I find out about. <laughs> That sounds really interesting to me <laughs> because I don't really have anything at the moment. Um, I'm sure I could come up with a movie that I haven't watched yet, but um, no, I'm just I'm just gonna cheat on this one. Okay, <laughs> thank you for the question. And I think Neckbeard had another one. Yes. Okay. Here's one from Detective Neckbeard. It says. What do you look for to tell whether or not a specific anime is good or even worth watching? Uh, Neckbeard man, you always hitting us with the with the really intense questions. Be like Slowball Color and just be very simple. <laughs> no offense, Slowball Color. I love your questions. Thank you. Okay, so what do you look for to tell whether or not a specific anime is good or even worth watching? Well, can't real you you can't know until you actually start it as I'm sure everyone has become aware of after watching one or two shows that they did thought they wouldn't like. Um, sometimes you really just gotta, you know, just step out of your comfort zone. Take a show that you're like, I would never watch this, but pick it up anyways. And it will. You'll, you, you should be able to tell pretty quickly if you're gonna like it or not. Um, see, recently, I've been... Nah, past year or so, going back and picking up shows that I've dropped. Obviously, because I want to make that drop list a little bit smaller. But I've been taking shows that I dropped previously, starting them over and watching them through again, just to see, and trying to finish them, just to see if, like, hey, I do agree, yeah, this isn't very good. Or if I just didn't drop it, like, dropped it for the wrong reason. And recently, I'll, I'll talk about this probably a little bit more later, um, but I picked up Orange, which is a shoujo 
romance drama. And before, I had dropped it after episode 2. I rated it on Mal a 4 out of 10, which is... Ooh, it's pretty rough. Uh, but I uh, earlier this week I went back and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it. So I started it over, and boy, I was I was hooked. It's it's very slow, but but I was hooked. I watched it through, I think probably one sitting. It wasn't very long. Uh, hmm. Okay, so so I watched it through, and when I finished it, I gave it a nine out of ten, which is very. Very much a big difference compared to giving it a four out of ten. So, and and I dropped it maybe three or four years ago. So, back then, I don't remember why I dropped it, but I could not tell that it was going to be worth watching. But as like based on my rating, giving it a nine out of ten, I obviously loved it, and I was able to see that hey, it might be really slow, but it's definitely something that I'd be interested in now as opposed to four years ago. So, there's really not one way to tell whether an anime is going to be good or worth watching. But I'd say really just know your tastes. And if something, even if it's not really, really grabbing your attention, if there's certain elements of it that you're seeing that remind you of something else that you know you like, I'd say stick it out. Try to stick it out and see because sometimes it might uh, a show might be 3 to 5 out of 10 range for the most of the show and then something at the end can just snap it up to like a 6 or a 7. That's happened to me before where it makes the show from like I can't believe I'm watching this to I'm I'm glad I watched this. This was worth it. So I'd say, yeah, know your tastes, know the type of things that really appeal to you, and stick it out. Although I'm not one to talk, I I don't stick stuff out most of the time. My track record is basically 50-50 for completed and dropped stuff at this point. Okay, and uh, I uh, I think I think I have one one more question before we uh, before before I move on. And that question comes from Mello. Um, okay, so Mello's question is, how do you plan to atone for your sins of last episode? Now, for anyone who didn't listen to the last episode, I may or may not have given a bit of One Piece slander. Um, not a lot, just a bit. Um, and my... here, Okay, so... Here's how I'm going to atone for my sins, Mello. Uh, I'm not because I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> so I don't hate. I don't hate One Piece. You need to understand that. So I do. Hmm, actually, I was gonna say I like it, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> One Piece is not bad. I think that One Piece is good, or even very good. Just that's m- maybe not personally what I would. What I would give it when rating it. I think on Mal I have it a 7 out of 10. Which is... That's good. Mal has it as good. So, I think it's good. But, as I was saying last week, the story does not appeal to me personally. It's it's a, it's a very basic shonen. Right? In terms of, you know, he just wants to be the best. You know, be the Pirate King. 
Find the treasure, the One Piece. Um, it's a very basic pirate story with basic shonen elements in it. You've seen it a million times. There's um, Asta from Black Clover. He wants to be the Wizard King, which is the most powerful magic user in in the kingdom or whatever. And there's Naruto wants to be the Hokage. And Deku wants to be the number one hero. So it's not it's not groundbreaking. Like, it really isn't. It's just another shonen. And, but, see, you guys were saying, uh, Slowball Kohler and Mello specifically, were saying that I don't appreciate the the storytelling of Oda-sensei. But I do. I just, it's hard. I'll get to it eventually. Um, but how I'm going, to answer your question, Mello, how I'm going to atone for my sins is, uh, I'm not fucking going to because I don't give a shit. Um. Thank you for the question. Uh, shout out to Mello, the, uh, the five, our first and only at this point five dollar tier patron. Uh, so um, thank you for the question, Mello. And uh, oh, Slowball Caller actually had a bit of a response to that. He said that I was spitting BS while rewatching a dance party in about One Piece in reference to. In reference to my My Hero Academia rewatch, and uh, yes, I would much rather at this point in time rewatch the twelve episode Dan's Party arc than One Piece because One Piece has yet to make me cry, and Aerie's smile does it every time. So there you go. Thank you for the questions, guys. Uh, I think that about does it on the uh, fan questions segment of this episode. Um. Yeah, okay, uh, I guess we're going to move on now. So, what I'd like to talk about for this last portion of the episode is just, you know, just a bit of a discussion, just an open-ended discussion uh, about romance anime because I have been, this past week, doing basically nothing but, <laughs> like, outside of work. Uh, all I've been doing in terms of watching anime is watching through romances. Like I mentioned earlier with Orange, that's really what I've just been doing is watching through romances that I've missed and or or dropped previously. And uh, it's it's given me a bit of a perspective, you know, like a different perspective on romances because I've just seen seen stuff that I previously had either passed on or uh, not given a proper chance. So, I guess we'll just start from the beginning of the week. Right after I finished the my My Hero Academia rewatch, I watched through Orange. Now, I already talked about Orange, but I'll give it. I'll give. I'll go a little bit more in depth. Orange is a very much a character-driven drama, right? So, oh, that's the thing about romance. I'll talk about this real quick. So, when I think there was a question uh, last week. Yeah, Neckbeard asked us a question that was basically, would we rather have, you know, like, shitty story with great characters or shitty characters with a great story? Now, it really it really depends on the type of stories being that's being told because with romances, a lot of the time, there just isn't a story. <laughs> Romances are almost because it's about the romance of the characters, right? So they're very much character focused. So 
if the characters are bad, you just like there's you're not going to have any connection to what's going on. And no story really is going to carry you through a character driven type of story with bad characters. Let me let me use an example. Uh earlier earlier today I actually watched through a movie, a romance movie by the name of I've always liked you. This movie was not bad. It was it wasn't bad. I I give it a 7 out of 10, which is honestly maybe a little bit too high. Um it is done by Studio Qualia Animation. I've never heard of them before. It is an hour and 3 minutes long from 2016. So, it's 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 one of those type of uh, stories, right, where it just has a bunch of characters, each with their own, like, romance situation going on, and they all go to the same school, but it really didn't have the time that it needed to develop all of these characters, so the issue that I had with it was, there was obviously one main couple that it wanted to focus on, but it gave them just about, like, maybe a little bit more screen time than all of the other couples. So, there was the one that I was obviously supposed to be the most invested in, and I hardly got any time to actually, you know, care about these characters. Um, by the end, sure, like, all of all of the, the character designs are great, and all of the characters, except for that one stupid little white-haired bastard, oh, he pissed me off so much, uh, hmm, hmm. okay, anyways, <laughs> Um, all of the characters there are, except for him, are great. They're adorable, you know. They have great chemistry with each other. But I had no time to properly get, like, acquainted with these characters. You know, I don't, I, I can't tell you hardly anything about any of them, except for that one dude who was basically me if I was shy, more shy, and I loved him so much. Um. I know nothing. I, I don't know who these characters are. I can't even remember any of their names <laughs> off the top of my head. And I watched it today, which kind of says something. Because it didn't get me properly connected to the characters, even the main two, that it really wanted me to focus on. So the movie just left me feeling kind of... Eh. Like, sure. I kind of enjoyed the watch. It looked very beautiful. Um... The character designs reminded me a lot of Hori Mia, so that kind of maybe made my rating go up a little higher than it should be. (laughs) But because the characters really are, like, I can't remember enough about them to actually care, I wasn't able to get as properly connected to the story as, say, someone who read a manga that it's based off of or something like that, and they just already know what's going on. So, that's an example of of why characters are important. Because in this, there's no story. The only story that you could say is when the characters do something that makes the movie progress narratively. So, in romances, it's very important that the characters appeal to you. Now, let's go back over to Orange. In Orange... Uh, there, there is more of a story than most romances that I've seen, but the characters themselves carry it one hundred percent. 
the main girl, Naho. First of all, she's such a wholesome girl. I love her so much. She's so sweet. But I related to her from episode one. Upon my rewatch, as I have now gone through a lot more in life since four years ago when I tried watching it before, I have experienced so much more and... I related to Naho from the moment that she was like on screen and I started seeing what kind of person she was. I was able to relate to her in her struggles and her flaws as a human and I was like, okay, I, I, I am invested now because I have this character that I don't know anything about but I already care about because she's like me. That's how I felt. And then the chemistry between the characters bounced off of each other. And I don't want to give any spoilers as to what actually happens in Orange because it's a pretty intense character drama. But the characters themselves made it always a blast to watch, even in the moments that were quite grim. So there you go. There, there's a contrast. There's Orange, which is carried by its characters. And then there's um, I've Always Liked You which, where the problem is the characters, right? Okay, I th I'd say let's move on from the discussion of characters to something else. So, I actually, I watched a movie called Hal, H-A-L, and I have some feelings. I have some feelings about this movie. It is also a shoujo. It is a movie done by Studio Wit, and it was from 2013. Visually, it doesn't look bad. It looks pretty good, you know, what you'd expect from 2013 Studio Wit. But, uh, boy, did it make no sense. <laughs> Maybe I'm just stupid, though, because here's the thing. I go on I go on my anime list, and I look at the reviews, and the top reviews are like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10. There's a lot of 10 out of 10 reviews on here, and I'm just... I don't know. Maybe I missed something. I, I don't see it. Um, my rating for it is 4 out of 10 after watching it. Now, when I first watched it, I was I was distraught because I, was, I, I didn't want to rate it on a 1 out of 10 scale because my feelings for it were that I wish I could rate it a weird, confusing, and bruh out of 10 because... <laughs> Those were the feelings that were given, that were put into my brain after experiencing this film. I. Okay, so it's about a, a couple, sort of. <laughs> um, it's about a dude who his wife, I think, gets like killed in a plane accident, and he just completely. No, sorry, I have that wrong. It's about a girl and her husband <laughs> gets killed in a plane accident. See, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so confused. I can't even remember the, the plot of the, the plot of the damn story. Um, so she she is left completely, you know, distraught. You know, just total recluse into her shell because her her love was killed in a plane accident. And so this uh, her grandfather, I believe, takes a robot. It's like an android thing and gives him the appearance of uh, the girl's lost lover. And he, his job is basically to be a caretaker for her, you know, to go and, you know, just try to bring her back out of her shell. To give her the 
you know, the feelings that she had before, which already just makes me very uncomfortable. I don't, I completely disagree with this, even though it's really hard to lose someone you love. Don't replace them with a robot that looks just like them. Oh, that's, that, that just sounds like it's going to go so horribly wrong. Um, and it kind of does, <laughs> in a sense. Kind of doesn't, but it also kind of does, <laughs> as as you'll see if you watch it, though I don't. Don't recommend it, um, unless you want to be confused. It's like only like an hour long, so if you just want to take an hour to just get confused, by all means. Um, it can't hurt you too horribly, uh, <laughs> and unless you just really have something against confusion okay so yeah and i don't know i i i really don't know what happened in the movie i i tried to convince myself as soon as i finished it that i fell asleep during it just as a way of showing that i'm not completely dumb <laughs> and didn't understand it but no i definitely didn't understand it and i won't be rewatching it to figure it out because it did nothing to make me interested in it whatsoever so, and it was interesting because I watched this after, after I was on, I was on kind of a high because I had already watched through Orange and, um, one more. I had watched through Say I Love You and I was like, man, I, I forgot how much I love romance anime. And then I watched How and I was like, oh. I forgot how bad some of them <laughs> can be. <laughs> But, uh, oh, also, I believe I had a question specifically about romance anime from Detective Neckbeard. Let's see. He had asked me. He said, talk about romance anime and maybe explain details that can hint at whether it's going to be a good romance anime or not. I talked about this a little bit. A little bit already. When I mentioned the whole thing about characters, right? Because a romance is all about the characters. So, really, it's really about first impressions of the characters, right? So, at the very beginning of... Let's use Say I Love You, for example. I instantly loved the main girl. Uh, it didn't take long for me to be like, oh yeah, she's she's perfect. <laughs> like, I just, I instantly loved her, which made me really easily, like, able to get into the romance that came pretty soon, actually. Um, I, I, that's something that I really appreciate about Say I Love You, is there's, they're in a relationship for most of the show, rather than the whole, oh my goodness, will they, won't they, until episode 13, and then they finally, like, hold hands, and if you're really lucky, kiss, and then the show is over, and you get nothing. <laughs> in this, no, and in this, there's, they're dating for most of the show, and they kiss in, I think, almost every episode, which is just, oh, so wholesome, I love it so much, it's very, it was very, very sweet, um, so that's basically, yeah, I think when it comes to romance, you, you, you can't, you can never know if something is going to be good until you fully experience it or not, right? But I do think that you can get an idea for whether or not you're going to like a romance based on the characters, the first impressions of the characters that are given to you in the first two, maybe three episodes. And I think if you relate to a character, 
stick try to stick it out because most of the time there will be more things that come along regarding that character and their actions possibly that you can relate to which can backfire um definitely seen it seen it backfire um there's an anime that I love which is uh Kokoro Connect absolutely love it and it's kind of a romance but it more focuses around the uh supernatural occurrences that are happening in these characters lives and there's a character in it who is one of my least favorite characters of all time and that is because she's too much of myself just i you i look at her and i just see way too much of myself that it makes me very very uncomfortable and the things that she does also are things i would do which makes me more more uncomfortable (laughs) so i i hate her so much just because she's basically me and i really really don't like that i don't want to see me in a show that i'm watching for entertainment purposes so so there's so there's so there's that it can backfire on you where like you let you relate to a character and you're like "Mm, i don't want anything to do with this (laughs) So, it can backfire, but I think if you relate to a character, especially in positive ways, even if the rest of it is boring, stick it out. See if that character is enough to get you through, and you might end up loving it. Also, so due to time constraints last week, I didn't get to talk about my last um, underrated anime that I wanted to talk about. But, considering I'm doing a romance discussion right now perfect it's the perfect opportunity let's talk about Surezure children so Surezure children is almost a perfect foil against I've always liked you the movie I was talking about earlier also I'm seeing that uh romance anime can have really bad titles uh, <laughs> so Zure children does the same thing that I've always liked you does which is take a number of different couples and kind of, you know, pair them together and take them apart, like, where they're all connected at the same school, but tell their own individual stories with a little bit of connection through them, but mostly disconnected, more so in, on the line of Sarazero children, they're much more disconnected, even though you know that they all go to, to the same school, it's very obvious, um, so, Surezure Children is one of my favorite shows of all time, and it the episodes are only 12, 12 minutes each, so it's basically a little, like, two and a half hours in length um, when you watch the whole thing. So, Surezure Children, like I mentioned, it, it takes a bunch of different, maybe there's like 10 or 12 different couples in total, and they're all at different stages of of their, like, romances, right? There's There are characters that are still in the confession stage trying to confess their feelings there are characters who are already dating and then so it so it shows you characters that are trying to you know work through their feelings and get past that first hurdle it shows you characters that are working on experiencing you know trying to figure out how to actually go about being in the dating process and they're all awkward teenagers so it's can be difficult to watch but it's usually just really wholesome and like and fun and it shows potentially characters dealing with a breakup. And that's like over through through 12 episodes and like 10 or 12 like couples in total. Um, with a few exceptions. Like my, like my boy, the, uh, 
I don't remember what he called himself. It was something like the the prince or something like that. Love God or something. I don't know. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> definitely would hang out with him for sure. Now, studies of the children, it, with it being so much shorter than, say, uh, Say I Love You, just because the episodes are cut in half in terms of length, it doesn't have to do near as much to get you to be interested in it, but it does so much more than it has to. Like, you watch Suri Suri Children, and you can you can just pick it up, because, like I said, because it focuses on a bunch of different couples. It's not like a story that you have to follow through, because it's like, oh, look, here's here's a character. Like, here's for episode one. It focuses on maybe two or three uh, different couple interactions, and... You could just stop it right after there. You could just, you could just watch episode one, and then you could come back to it like later. And because because the chunks that of the, dealing with the uh, couples that it shows you are so bite sized, it's really easy to watch. Um, whether you just binge it all in one sitting or come back to it every every couple weeks, um, but it's just so wholesome. I, I I I've seen it through maybe four or five times. Uh, one time I had a pal over, and we didn't know what to do. And I said, hey, you, you're a hopeless romantic. Me, I'm a hopeless romantic. How about we watch through a romance anime and just see what feelings come up inside of us? So I turned on Sure Sure Children, and we just sat down, watched the whole thing in one sitting, and at the end, we basically just turned into fangirls, and I was just like, I'm so happy that I can share this with someone who isn't myself. <laughs> because here's the thing. It's not super... I wouldn't say that it's like underrated in terms of rating uh Sure children i think it's pretty popular on mal right it has a 7.7 7.67 rating uh done by studio gokumi i i'm not sure what they've done but uh its popularity on mal is 253 I never hear anybody talk about it though. The only time I've I remember seeing like a video about it on YouTube is when Mother's Basement talked about it in his uh video comparing it to uh the anime gamers. Um so I under I, I say that it's underrated in terms of how often it's talked about. But really it's not too it's not too underrated for the most part, but I do think everyone should check it out, because it just, it really just, like, if you want a romance that will just make you happy inside, and isn't hard to watch, because it's it's quite short, 12 episodes, 12 minutes apiece, watch Sure Sure Children, and it really, and even though, it's so it's only an hour longer in total, like, length, than the movie that I was talking about, I've Always Liked You, but I think even then, just in the first half of it, which is about the same length as the movie, I've Always Liked You, it does everything that it needs to in terms of getting you a- attached to the characters. I th- I'm pretty sure with Sure Sure Children, there's only one, maybe two couple interactions that I don't fall in love with after the very first like interaction that I see with them. And that really just comes down to my preferences on character on like character designs and archetypes, really, rather than the uh, the couples themselves. 
Um, so there you go. That is Series of Children and how I think it, it stacks up in comparison to, say, a movie like I've Always Liked You that does very much the same thing. Now, there is two more that I want to talk about that I watched this week before I wrap it up because I'm running a little bit long for a solo episode. I do apologize. Um, actually, three more because I'll mention Hori Me as well. So there is Real Life. Boy, this one's a little strange. <laughs> Real Life is another one that I dropped uh, about four years ago and re-picked up. Um, Real Life is about a guy who's living, you know, working a dead-end job at a retail store, barely, barely making it at the age of, I think, 27, right? And he is scouted by a laboratory by the name of Real Life. And what they do is they give him a drug... Don't do drugs, kids. Okay, they give him a drug that lets him look like a high schooler again. So what he does, so the whole thing of real life is for him being a dead end, all like borderline neat, barely surviving, gives him the chance to go through high school again, like relive the last year, like go back and like basically reverse time physically for him to experience high school again and just try to get back on track of living a life where he can move forward where he'll get if he if it is a successful experiment he will get opportunities to have a job after the experiment is done that's the base premise of it right and obviously they want to keep it like where people will say hey <laughs> this this is not creepy. So the romance in in the in it ends up being kind of ass pulley because they have to pull something that's not a twenty six year old falls in love with a high school girl. Oh no, that that would be kind of kind of messed up. So they kind of ass pull a thing into the ending of it where the romance isn't disgusting. But I did enjoy it. I give it a seven out of ten. It it. Because I like it, because it's kind of like how I mentioned Ultimate Otaku Teacher last time. It's kind of the same same sort of thing that the main character does, where he ends up helping people just by, you know, being himself, right? And that was it was very enjoyable to watch, seeing this guy who's very much, very much like in a neat, almost, like doesn't leave the house much, go re-experience school, and he's a complete idiot, but just... The way that he cares about people affects those around him in his class in ways that wouldn't be affected if he hadn't been there. So, I enjoyed it. The romance, like I said, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But um, that, I, I don't really think that was the whole point of it. I don't. It has romance elements, but I don't think it was full-blown a romance. I re-picked up Real Girl, 3D Kanojo Real Girl, and I watched through season one. I had dropped it before, and the only thing I like about this show is the main girl, because damn, she's amazing, but um, everything else is bad. <laughs> There's The situations that happen are just... Mm, mm, it was... Oh, it, yeah, episode three, I think... Um, the main character who's... So the main character, he's just a nerd. You know, just stereotypical otaku. Look, no, everybody hates him because he likes anime and stuff. And in, like, episode three, 
the bully who's in love with uh, his girlfriend, which is no, who's in love with the main character's girlfriend, which is the main girl. Um, he like the bully has his like s- is with his sister out in the park with the main character, and a cop conveniently rides by, and the bully tells his sister scream, and so she screams, and then he's like officer this man grabbed my sister arrest him and then the main character gets taken off to like to the police station and then he's like bullied by like bullied more so than usual by like the whole school being like i can't believe we we live with a lollicon pedophile and it just goes on for like a full episode of just this abuse being hurled at the main character for something that he didn't do but it's not even in a tasteful way. It's just, he just stands there and just takes it like, well, this is my life now. Everyone thinks I'm a pedophile. Oh, big whoop. I'm just like, no, that is, that is, that is a big whoop. You should actually fix that, like, right now. Like, even, even at, at, at home, he deals with this from his mom. Like, oh, you were such a good kid. I didn't think you would ever do something. It's like, he, uh, made me mad, made me mad. But the, but I, I finished season one because the main girl is hot. I mean, that's really what you're looking for in a romance, right? Like, hot characters with personalities that you would be like, yeah, I could date that. <laughs> so, I, I watched season one, but not necessarily recommended. Gave it a 6 out of 10. Probably won't watch season two. And last thing I want to mention is Horimiya, which I don't want to, I can't really say anything about because... You know, I don't want to spoil it because it's airing right now. There are five episodes out currently and ooh episode 5 was good i ooh i love it so much it's really so wholesome it's such a good such a good romance like i i want to give a hug to every single person that i have seen so far <laughs> except for that redhead dude maybe maybe not him he's he's kind of an asshole but i uh, pretty much every single character that has like had a like a role outside of just being a passerby on the street, I'm like 100%. I I want to I want to give them a hug and hang out with them for like six hours <sighs> because I love them. Um, it's really just wholesome. I give you a basic premise of it real quick before I wrap it up, but um, it's it's about basically it's about a girl who lives a secret life kind of not really it's they over they they do it a little bit over dramatic as opposed to what it's actually like uh she's you know just looks like the stereotypical i get good grades i'm the popular girl at school and at home she is a good sister wow what a secret life that's basically it she like puts her hair up in a messy bun and cares for her brother because her mom is out working all the time which is just so sweet <laughs> i love hori uh and then there's miyamura which is the the boy and he everyone thinks he's just you know antisocial otaku because he just has long hair and wears glasses but he's actually he actually just um has a lot of piercings so he <laughs> wears his hair down to hide the piercings and has a lot of tattoos um so he doesn't like taking off his shirt because he would show everyone his tattoos. So they, both of the main characters are just... They're, they're like a lovable level of awkward that really just makes you want to root for them, especially when they start being honest about their feelings. And, oh, it's just so wholesome. 
I I love it. Watch Hori Mia. Five episodes are out right now. I think it's going to be a 12-episode season. And I, oh, God, I hope we get more. I really, I really do. Uh, so there you go. Um, then that pretty much wraps up my, um, my solo episode, I think. Um, bo- coming up on an hour right now. So that sounds, that sounds like a, like a good time to wrap it up. Um, thank you everyone who submitted the questions and just everyone who's listening. Thank you. Um, I know this is a little bit unusual, um, as we, as it's just me, Mitch, Mitch is recording his own episode, so they should be both dropping on the same day, um, so there'll be my solo episode, which is this, and then his solo episode, and I'm not sure what he's going to talk about, but you know it's going to be great, I know it's going to be great, you know it's going to be great, okay, okay, enough said, there we go, so, um, thank you for submitting questions, Uh, I hope I answered them to your satisfaction, and I know, I know that, um, a lot of, a lot of what we talk about is like isekai shonen stuff. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully my fangirling about the romance genre did not turn you off too much. Um, but, uh, if anything I talked about is interesting, uh, please, by all means go check it out because, um... Like, why not, right? Even even if I didn't like it, there's a chance that you will. And I think, I even if you don't like it, I do think that it is important to experience stuff that really isn't up your alley. Um, just so that you have a broader range of things that you can discuss. And, hey, even if you don't like romance, maybe something here will catch your eye and open your eyes to the genre that is romance because there's there's a lot of variety in the romance genre so i don't think i don't think you can go wrong by checking it out so um uh yeah hit us up on discord if you would be so inclined you know if you want to if you want to talk to me or talk to mitch or any of the people that i've given a shout out or mentioned before or if you'd want to give us a fan question like today how i how i asked for some questions that i could answer to run up that runtime, you know, we gotta, gotta get those listens in. <laughs> if you want to give me a, if you want to give me a fan question, you can always hop over to the discord and just be like, Hey sky, I want to know this and this, and I will do my best to answer it for you. So, uh, join the discord and, uh, support us on coffee or Patreon. If you would be so inclined, if you can only if you have the money and uh, use anchor.fm because that's the way that we're able to get this podcast out to you every single week. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in and I will uh, catch you guys next time. Bye guys. Bye guys.